Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about AI writing adventures for RPGs. Among other things you can do with AIs, yes. I think specifically I was thinking about chat GBT. Yes. GPT. And uh, what's amazing is that this thing's what they started up in November of 2022. But there had been other incarnations of it because they called it chat AI GBT-3 or something like that, which was like just information gathering, I think. People were asking it things and it would sort of talk to you. And then they changed it fundamentally how it worked in November. And then they opened it up for people to come chat with our chatbot, right? I guess. Or AI even. It's not just a chatbot. So it was interesting. I, I kind of ignored that whole thing, but it's, it's kept coming up in RPG circles and other areas. And they're talking about how, how, what impact this chat AI could do for the industry or just people who play role-playing games. It's kind of deja vu because I thought we ta- talked about AI like just a couple of weeks ago. We did. And we talked about AI and art in RPGs. Ah, okay. But this is a little bit different. I think uh, there's some things that you could do with the AI that people are, have been, what is it, uh, things that they, people think that would AI chat would be good for yes so when I was looking it up I I discovered that you can write an adventure with a with a right. with chat GPT right well, there's also some other ones because some other guy said he didn't like that one he liked novel AI which is a another AI writes novels I assume so because that's what it sounded like because he said well, you could get more flavor out of it when you put in the information well I think you, well, the AI chat, GBT, anyway, I did try it out, and it was kind of interesting, you know, because I saw some other guy, we saw some other guy trying it out online. Yeah, we watched a few uh, YouTube videos video. on YouTube, which I thought were very interesting, and it, at first, I'm I'm pretty much not really, I don't want to say too much AI? about Well, <laughs> yeah, but I don't want him to hear me say the that. AI overlords. Or her hear me say that. <laughs> so paranoid. <laughs> It was very interesting watching the the guy go through the process. He just he told he 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 was explaining how you could do it, right? How to write an adventure. So he he asked questions. He told him what he wanted to do. I don't know why I think of the AI as a him, but anyway, because they're evil. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking the first thing that that you could do is like bounce ideas off this chat bot because it literally you chat. I mean, it looks it looks like you like a chat box, like you would like message or messenger, like in Facebook with a friend or friends or whatever. And you basically say, I have this idea for an adventure, like to bounce ideas off of, I have an idea of this adventure. Like, what do you think of this? And you put whatever you want, whatever well, he, adventure. He said, I would like to have an adventure, a, a classic fantasy D&D adventure. Oh, right, right. And he didn't want to tell it too much because he was trying to get it to spit out stuff, right? Correct. He was being, instead of being very narrow as to what he wanted in the adventure or what he wanted to see, he left it open to the to the AI to figure out what to come up with. And I thought it was very interesting because I kind of did the same thing with a, a different set of rules or different idea in mind. And I, like I said, at first, I can see this thing as great for bouncing ideas off. It's like bouncing ideas off somebody that you know. And in in, in this case... They have quite a bit of a wealth of knowledge, right? 
And since you usually don't want to bounce ideas off for your games on you, the people that you play the games with, it's probably nice to have a artificial intelligence to talk to. Because <laughs> they can give you some ideas. I'm not sure where they get the ideas, but that's okay. Anyway, so so then uh, on top of that, I mean, advancing that idea further than, other than just bouncing your ideas off of, of like a springboard, like they'll answer you about what they think or however they think you could right you could make start making it a, an adventure and the person we saw on youtube he was doing a classic fantasy fantasy adventure. adventure and it was and i forget what was the first answer he had was it very vague or was it very oh he came out with a campaign right the the yeah the ai spit out this whole idea you start out at a village oh all the He's he said just a classic idea, so he it it spit out a topic. You know, you go to a village, and you meet the villagers, and they have a goblin problem, right? Uh, yes, a goblin problem. And the, and the AI said, then then you have to go to the to this to the city where the king is, or yeah, to the no, it wasn't the king, but he put the the go, the person in charge of the goblins in a city. I no, think it was a, it was a wizard or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so so he basically gives him like a campaign synopsis that the adventurers will try to figure out what this evil wizard is doing. This evil wizard is trying to get these artifacts to control, to make this, I don't know, make this thing that will control the world or whatever and make them ultra powerful. And it's this really long, it would be a long convoluted to get, uh, yeah. campaign. So then he changed it to, I would like it to be the goblin king to be in the forest or next right. to them, right? To be closer. Or he didn't specifically say the forest. But then he said, I would like it to be in three chapters or something, or three acts. Yeah, the classic and structure. Then it spit out three acts, right? And then he narrowed it down a little bit more. Yeah, because the three acts were like, they weren't very... They were pretty good the second time when he did it. it yeah, was, the first one was like kind of hokey because he goes, well, you know, you meet the villagers and you get this job to prevent the see the ai has the same problem everybody does the hook right what do you how do you hook <laughs> well, the, the he just told you what the hook was he goes the the elder needs help with these goblins that are attacking and then you you go to the forest where the the goblins are and they're being taken care of or controlled. being controlled by this wizard or sorcerer i think it said sorcerer and then you have to go and defeat the sorcerer that was a three acts or something like along those lines, right? Very simple, very straightforward. But the creator, the person that was doing this, kept changing the, what he wanted and, in a chat box, and it was literally a chat box. And it keeps every the thing is it keeps everything just like everything else, just like most chat boxes, I should say. What you said previously just grows up, so you could always scroll back and see what it said. But he did say that if you do use the chat AI or chat GPT, that before you close out or you close the window, you need to make sure you save all the stuff if you want to use it because, like, copy and paste it to a to a Word document or something. Right. Because it'll disappear, and the the AI and and Chat GPT won't won't remember the conversation once you close off. Right. Oh, they don't give you access. I'm sure it remembers well, the conversation. I'm, I I that was I misspoke because I'm sure it doesn't forget its conversations, but it won't give it back to you the same yeah. way. Yeah, the idea is that it will just disappear and then 
You have to start from scratch. So that guy was actually, you know, showing you how you could use it to write an adventure, right? Right. Or a campaign or whatever you want to write. One of the other videos that we watched was a guy saying, well, okay, your friends surprised you. They want to play right now and you need an idea quick. Was it ChatGPT that he used? I don't know. I don't know. But he, he just goes, okay, this is what I want. And he just told it like two sentences and... He goes, okay, and just make it two paragraphs it's just to have an idea, right? And I forget what his, what his words were that he put in exactly, but he got out two paragraphs and he goes, okay, now, please describe for me the, it was a, a warren, like a goblin warren or something. And he goes, this is how you can get a dungeon, a verbal description of a dungeon by, put it, by saying this, right? So then it spits out something, right? How many rooms there are, right? All this different thing. Oh, really? I don't remember seeing. But he that. only had he. You were reading. Oh. He only had two paragraphs, and he goes. So if you're if you need to think of something on the fly, and you're like stunned that all of a sudden they want to play with you, and you can't think of what you want to run, then you could stick it into your phone and get a couple paragraphs oh, to give you an idea. Oh, this on phone, even yeah, yeah. I know. I tried using my my tablet at first, and it wasn't working. But I used my computer. And it worked pretty decently. I was kind of surprised how well it worked. And what's funny is I tried the same thing, created an adventure for my Blade Runner game, mm-hmm. uh, RPG. And what was funny was I put in just real basic stuff about Blade Runner. It's an RPG. I want three or four players, an adventure. So it spit out this, kind of like the first, the first guy, this kind of high arc thing. And oh, and I wanted a moral dilemma. That's what I put in there. So it, <laughs> it's it spit out this thing about uh, the replicants uh, were murdered a bunch of people, and they were part of this. I don't think he called it a conspiracy. He, you're right. I think he reversed AI as he. The AI referred to like a, not a conspiracy, but something like that, where they're trying to have the replicants take over the world. Wow. Right. And then it goes on. It says, so if the players finally catch up to them and they have to decide whether they want to bring these uh, replicants in, retire them, kill them, or, or, or join their side. So I wrote to the chat, the chat, I go, I don't think humans would want the replicants to take over the world. And he goes, you're right. Right? <laughs> it was funny. He goes, you're right. But he kind of said the same thing. You know, he kind of, so it was, so he's kind of, he, the AI is kind of like, Kind of not closed-minded, but once it likes sticking to its guns in a certain. I sense. think that well, what it is is the data that it has to to right. use to, to draw upon, right? Right. So if you say I want a classic adventure, a classic fantasy adventure, it has an idea of what a classic D and D fantasy adventure is, right? I think Blade Runner has less data to draw. I would from. think so. So, but the fact that he wanted the replicants to take over the world, which in, in Blade Runner is like you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna work because uh, so, you gotta kill all those replicants if they want to take over the world or I'm sorry retire them no no the, the replicants want to take over the world so yeah they have to take so over the, the Blade humans. Runners would have to oh the Blade Runners yeah so another thing is that I kept 
I, I, at one point, it, I go, it said, I go, well, who would they kill? Why would they murder people? And it goes, well, they would murder people who stood in their way, right? And then I'm like, okay. And I go, and I pressed it for more information about the okay, who. Okay, I'm concerned that this that the AI could give you this information. But, oh, no, it was just general stuff. And then it starts talking about, well, it would probably go after corporate people who are in charge of who oppress the replicants, political people, people in power, like but You're teaching people. this AI way too yeah, much yeah, stuff. I guess it was weird, really weird. And then, but, but then, it, you know, but then I go, okay, I go, give me details on who it would, who these replicants would attack. And it gave me the same thing. It gave me the same list. And then I go, I want, give me more details, right? And then it said, it's, it's did it again. It got almost exactly the same about just the, the right. people in power, blah, blah, blah. And I go, can you give me vital statistics of each person? So then it gave me names mm-hmm. and their age and their occupation. And I'm like, and that's the, what I was looking for, right? right? That would flesh out my idea right. of who these people were. And I thought it was kind of interesting that it took like, it took me like three or four questions. Well, it is a chat yes. AI, right? So it's, it's trying to do, it, want, it, it has its idea of what it wants, right? And then you're asking it to change it. It's very politely changing it for you. But it doesn't want to change it too much. And that's what it's, I, it, it felt to me like a very snarky AI because it's because it I said, well, can you give me more details? And so all I did was just gave me more of the same. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like okay. And it, it would, well, it, you, it, it was, that was you asking the wrong question. Right. Because when I was reading about it, and these, I went on to, I guess it's probably Reddit, and there's a whole a whole article, and it says this is even before Chat GPT, right? These are this is OpenAI, the and different different ones right. that that these people use. Right, right, right. They ask all kinds of questions. Like one guy asked, generate a powerful magical amulet for Dungeons and Dragons, and then he gets this paragraph answer and. Right. It's a plus. It's it's adds plus three to your armor class and all kinds of different things, right? Which I thought was very interesting. And then he wanted it to generate a backstory for the amulet, and so it gives them this idea. So if you have an idea, but you're like trying to, you're stuck. What do I want? Yeah. What do I want? It it was sometimes it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off. Yeah. And that's what I thought it was really intriguing because, like in this case, I kind of had the. I didn't have an idea. I just let it up for the. I just let the the AI do this, but I go, Oh, that's an interesting idea. But I, 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 and I kept insisting, I go, but would humans really side with the AIs in this? So instead of saying, but would humans, you should have said humans would not side with the, with the replicants in this particular adventure. Can you please write it that way or change it to do this? And then at least when the guy that I was watching doing the yeah. chat GPT, that's, that's what he did. He said you have to be very specific because the AI has an idea and it's going to keep going with its idea yes, unless you yes, specifically found, tell it to. I found that because I kept saying, "Would it? But would humans ever make that decision?" And it goes, "Good point, right?" Right. And then it would say something. And so that's part of the moral quandary. Would they would they side with this with this group that has been oppressed and has all these things against them? And support their take over the of the world uh, over humans, and I'm like, well, I know when um, me and Felipe and Mike played in your Blade Runner game, and Blade Runner is one of those games, right, where everything's a moral dilemma, because you know <laughs> you're you're chasing after these these poor replicants who have gone totally nuts because <laughs> something's wrong with their programming, right? 
in the end, what did Mike and I go? Okay, we'll get on the we'll get on the the bus to the other colony with the AI and go. <laughs> oh, you were an AI. I was, yeah. But Mike wasn't, was he? I was a I was a replicant, not an yeah. AI. Yeah, I mean that's why. No, I'm... Mike was human. Yes. And well, it was a quandary for me playing it because I'm like, man, these people are mean to us, right? As a replicant, right? But as a replicant, do you think that? I mean, what is your program to say? It was. It's a very hard, hard uh, moral quandaries throughout that whole game. Well, I could see. See, I don't think. I don't think it viewed the Blade Runners as being replicants because it kept saying, you know, that they're human and they would blah blah blah. And I could. And, I, and if I had put in the information that. There were two Blade, Run- Blade Runners that were replicants. Right. And I think you're right. I think you have to be very specific or change the way you ask the question. Because I kept asking the question. Can well, you, me- you kept asking it the same way, the yes. same way you ask me questions. You know? Can you give me a... <laughs> can, you- can you give me more details? And it would just give me a longer ex- a list of who executives were, who people, blood politicians were. When I wanted vital statistics and... And when I said vital statistics, it really that's when it spit out the names and and I go okay, this is what I want. But you're right. I think you got to be able to change your your method of asking questions or direction you want to come from for the chat AI to change its mind. Because it it is an AI, so once it thinks that that's what you want or this that it's provided this to you, it's not going to change it until you specifically request it to. Right. Right. And, and so, in the right way. And so I think if I wanted to, I could get a pretty decent outline and a pretty decent list of characters and all. I think that stuff. would I, and I don't know if I would actually do it because I have my issues with AIs. But I think it would be really cool to be able to generate NPCs that way, right? Yes. Because you could get, describe this NPC to me. This is what I want: a barmaid that blah blah blah. Right. Or, and then I also found that. Uh, when when we started researching it, I was thinking that, okay, so there's a lot of stuff about Dungeons and Dragons out there, but are there other things that it would be able to to tell me? I mean, these people did the articles that I read. They did um, an adventure for Blades in the Dark. Okay, Blades in the Dark. Yeah, yeah, Blades in. And the- then and then it spit out a traveler campaign. Wow! Because it just said, "Please give me a traveler campaign," <laughs> and. It gave him a traveler campaign, which was very interesting because I was like, "Wow, that's pretty good." The travel. Would you like me to tell you what the plot for the traveler campaign? Yeah, well, yeah. If you have it on, yeah. Uh, the plot of the traveler campaign begins on a small backwater planet in the Spinward Marches region of the universe. Of course, this would this world has been for- forgotten by the major interstellar powers and is largely autonomous the pcs are sent to the planet by their employer a powerful interstellar trade organization to investigate strange rumors of a ancient alien artifact buried beneath the planet's surface and then it it goes on and it goes on it gives you a whole it's like two more paragraphs that i won't read that's pretty cool and then it get you know it tells you what the pcs see when they get there and all kinds of stuff well there. Traveler has been around for a long time, right? And the Spinwood Marches is the area that a lot of people set their adventures in because it is uh, like the frontier. I think, as as far as I remember, I don't, I don't really know too much Traveler lore as I stayed away from Traveler in the past. I've talked, I've talked about Traveler and how it was my. I didn't like the way Traveler's uh, world was. It didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't space opera enough for me, right? And that's all I'll say about that. But I have been converted to Traveler a little bit because I like the idea of a real simple system. 
He didn't like it, I thought, because it didn't have lightsabers. And so, and yeah, right, and uh, laser pistols. Right. The right. pistols were actually. Yeah, that was a that was a big. Although, though, supposedly, according to people who I've talked to since then, say, well, all you gotta do is raise the tech level of the adventure or the where the world is or whatever they're at. But there, there you go. There it is. So another thing is that I was thinking and, and has come across people talking about AI is if you could if it could run an adventure for you. And I think presently it's only been around for what four months, right? In November. It may December. not be old enough yet. No, but it's old enough right now. The way it is set up, it could run you through like a text-based adventure and you being a solo character. Like run me through an RPG adventure, fantasy, and I have a character who is a bard. Can you do that for me? Because you could play with the, because you could interact and talk to chat with the AI. Mm -hmm. You could do like a text-based adventure. Like I'm thinking like old, like in, I think what was it called? I forget the name of that advent that game. It was a game that was just purely text-based, and it was at Zorks or something like that. Anyway, there was this old game back. Psh, in the late 80s, something that was on every computer, even though it wasn't supposed to be on it, <laughs> right? It was, it was this text-based game, right? You start off, you start off by yourself on a path, and you, you go, you, you type in the, the cardinal points, you just put N, and it will take you to N, and it'll tell you what you see, and then you go on, and there's there's a cave, and there's a bird, and all this other stuff you could do, right? Very text-based, and it was supposed to be on a university because it's at Hartnell, but every university had it on there, right? Because geeks being geeks, they're going to get their way, especially in the, in the 80s where the they were... Nobody going, knew what, they, what, what was on there anyway. Yeah, nobody knew what, how to find it or anything. So you could definitely run a game like that, like uh, give me an adventure where I am this kind of character. And so you could go along and chat with it and run an adventure that way. Now, a group of adventures... I'm not sure that it could do that, except maybe a dungeon crawl, because a dungeon crawl, it doesn't have much to think about. It has the dungeon made, it knows what's in everything, and then it just can describe things to you as you go along. So this idea of an AI DM, which was deemed ludicrous a while ago, I, I think is not so ludicrous. Like, give it another year of this chat. And, and of course, it's going to be different iterations of an AI chat. Or an AI, yeah, AI chat box, whatever you want to call it. And it keeps going to get better and better. I mean, this thing's only been around for like four months total. Can you imagine what it's going to know in in a year? I'm not sure. So I, I remember when we were, when the whole kerfuffle with the D&D OLG, OGL, OGL was going on. Yes. Someone was saying that D&D Beyond was going to go to just AI well, it's going to DMs. go to online only, right? They were and, then, and, they, and, and they were going to do, yeah. someone was saying, and I'm like going, well, that doesn't make any sense because that would be kind of weird. And then after dealing with uh, or watching these people create adventures with chat GPT, I was like, I don't know that the GM part would work currently right. because one, you would be throwing curves at it because players throw curves at their at their GMs all the time, right? They yeah, don't yeah. do what, what you think they're going to do. They're going to come out of the blue and tell you they want to do something totally crazy that you hadn't thought about. So I'm not sure that the currently the AI could keep up with that 
in what it what it, how it would spit back out what happens right i think i have a anecdote for you that might change your mind remember when we played the with the bear trap organized on, on yes Felipe's organized back? play yeah. and that that gm who was probably a little bit new right he probably was not an, a hugely experienced gm i don't think he was no okay and then he was dealing with a bunch of, what was it, Crazy seven people. of us? Yeah. Or eight of us? Crazy people. I forget who was in it. It was me, you, uh, uh, your son. Felipe. Felipe. Bay. Bay. Larry. Larry. Chris. And Chris. That's was Mike least, there? No, Mike wasn't there. There was seven of us, yeah. and we're all crazy. They And they sat down at the table going, we all want to play Gnome. What was it? Just Gnomes. We didn't care what they were. <laughs> and then and then, and then then there was only because. I think we told the story already, but we'll just to reiterate, it was organized play, and we were using the free characters that you can get in organized play, Dungeons and Dragons, Adventures League, and you could, they had only like, I said short characters, I said gnomes, but you know, there was a couple dwarves, or there was a dwarf, and there was a couple gnomes, and I go, we could all play the same character, and then the GM goes, I don't think that's a good idea. So then Jolene was the first one to break. She goes, I'm not doing that. I'm playing the sorceress. I'm like, fine. So after she said that, everybody else broke ranks and picked up a bunch of different things, which I think turned out pretty, pretty cool. He had a hard time with all the craziness. Right. Felipe, his idea, I just, want to, I just want to have a bear trap on my back. He goes, why do you want a bear trap on my back? And my brother's answer was, and it confound, confounded him. Confounded? <laughs> confounded him and the GM. And he goes, why do you want a, a, a bear trap on your back? He goes, in case the enemy comes behind me, I can just step back and it'll get him. And then he goes, okay, that, I don't think that's going to work the way you think it's going to work. He goes, he goes, are you saying I can't have a bear trap on my back? He goes, no, I'm not saying that. Okay, okay, I'm going to put a bear trap on my back. He goes, okay. <laughs> and then that was, that was when I fr- figured out that this guy was like, well, he was probably used to used to playing in a certain way and also being adjudicated a certain way. Well, because he was playing, he was doing... Adventures League. Adventures League. Right. So they have the adventures that they're going to run and the players run through them and they want to have a balanced party and they want right. to be able to get through this adventure so they can move up and go to the next adventure. Right. And this is, and, and it's their very task-oriented type of players. You know, I've talked about organized play. Not not all of them, but a majority are very task-oriented. We got to get through this adventure. We want to make sure we have a wizard. We want to make sure we have a cleric. We want to make sure we have a thief or blah, 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 and all this other stuff, right? So that's why you want the balanced party. And, and you, those people know exactly the right questions to ask the GM. And they, they roll and they go, okay, I rolled this high. What is that going to tell me? Right. right? And it, it's like it's like playing a, a, a mystery game with people who are seriously want to solve that mystery. And they're going to use everything at their that they have to do it, right? Right. So another thing was what it kind of tells you how this GM thought and uh, how he probably played and how, he pl- how other GMs ran the games is when Bay wanted to get on this little ledge that he was a dwarf and, and shoot his crossbow from there I believe it was a crossbow and then the, the GM goes why do you want to do that <laughs> and he goes well you know when, they, when, the, when the enemy comes around the corner I have a little bit of advantage on height you go, and the GM goes you're not going to get any advantage on, with that he goes okay can I still do it he goes well why would you want to do it if it doesn't give you anything any advantage any kind of a, a bonus. Because it's cool. And then Bay said, because it's cool. And then he goes, he just shrugged <laughs> his shoulders and goes, okay. I'm like, what are you supposed to say to that? And I think 
the AI chat would be like that. Right. And so, and, and you know, it would definitely be able to run those kind of adventures, which are like, I hate to say it, but they're railroady, right? And they're and they're task oriented. And I say task oriented not in a demeaning way, but in a way that says, okay, to get past this, somebody has to roll this kind of a a test or whatever you want to call it. And then you have a whole group of people who are either good at certain things and not good at certain things, obviously. So you would have the thief role for picking a lock or doing something along those lines. I don't even know if that's even a skill that they have. I think lock picking is a skill. Yes. And stuff like that, right? So it's very, I could see a year from now, at least, a large company investing a lot of money into a chat system that will help them run games. Easily, easily. The other problem, the other thing, the other problem I see with that is that how would it know? Would you be taught? You'd be playing online, right? Of course. But people aren't going to be typing everything in. They're going to be talking into their mic, so it's going to have to have a voice recognition and be able to to voice recognition. Yeah. And it's going to be have to be able to to generate voice also. Well, yeah. Which isn't a big thing. Yeah. Google. Hey Google. Oops. Don't say it too loud. She'll start talking. But exactly that. You can actually talk and it'll go straight to text in that sense. And I don't think that's too much of a leap. I think it's, there you go. I don't think that's too much of a leap at the moment. But in in a year from now, I think if people really wanted to make that text to voice and, and voice to text, that kind of a difference or that kind of a function, I think they could do it. And I could think it's pretty pretty easy. Even now, it's it's done being done. Look at the she talks and she hears what I say. Even my even my TV when I say into my I want the deadliest catch. Sometimes it doesn't. That is me. that's Comcast, right? Right. Yeah, but yeah. that's not an AI. That's a well. I don't. I don't know what. How does it recognize? I have no idea. How does it recognize? I don't think it's just your voice. I mean, it's anybody's voice. Yeah. 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 It doesn't understand me when I talk though. Sometimes. No. No, no. It's, it, it, well, I do. English is my second language, so oh, it does. It does kind of like mess up my 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 choices. But I usually, I try to talk in this very strange voice to see if I could fulfill it. Like I said, give me the deadliest catch, and it'll actually it'll actually find it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fool the Comcast AI. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's really possible to. To envision that kind of AI with a simpler type of, uh, more mechanical type of adventure, dungeons, those kind of adventures. Mystery games, maybe not, because you're asking all kinds of questions, and it may not have the answer. And so what it does when it doesn't have that answer, it could make up stuff, I don't know. But anyway, but I'm thinking about straightforward adventures that you would find at Adventures League or Pathfinder. Society. Society. Easily. And in a year, you could have a, a, a chat box that could talk, run you through those adventures. I don't know if, if he's right or not, but at least it was interesting if you need to write an adventure and you get stumped. You could go to some, and you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of. It'll give you someone to bounce ideas off of. Yeah, yeah. And it was, much, it was, it was interesting because when I, when I asked the AI for viral statistics of these people who the replicas who go after it gave me names and it was interesting it gave me like maria hernandez she was a cop a veteran and all this stuff i mixed up the names pretty well 
for the future, I guess, because it's, it's using Blade Runner as yeah. background. Now, I wonder what kind of names would come up with a fantasy. Would it come like Grog, the, yeah. the, the dismembered or something like that? Well, it has all the elves' names and goblin names and everything in, in that it can probably see. So That's true. It has a, quite a bit of wealth of uh, data. data to collate and to use. Yeah. Where, like I said, Blade Runner was a little bit more... It's a little bit less stuff out there, right? For it that it could, that it could see, that it could see and and, and draw from. Yeah, I didn't think about Traveler. I, I should have thought about Traveler because Traveler has a huge amount of data to collect from. Well, then there's all kinds of games that have a huge amount of data to collect from, depending on the genre. Like what White Wolf has all kinds. Oh like, yeah, Vampire ha- has all kinds of stuff. So yep. So there you go. Good luck. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day. <laughs>